Chapter 37, A Small Taste. She was asleep and dreaming of her mother, the queen, who was holding out a spoon to her and saying, Taste this, my sweet pea. Taste this, my darling, and tell me what you think. The princess leaned forward and sipped some soup from the spoon her mother held out to her. Oh, mama, she said, it's wonderful. It's the best soup I have ever eaten. Yes, said the queen. It is wonderful, isn't it? May I have some more, said the pea. I gave you a small taste so that you would not forget, said her mother. I gave you a small taste so that you would remember. I want more. But as soon as the princess said this, her mother was gone. She disappeared, and the bowl and the soup spoon disappeared along with her. Lost things, said the pea. More lost things. And then she heard her name. She turned happy, thinking that her mother had come back. But the voice was not her mother's. The voice belonged to somebody else, and it was some—it was coming from someplace far away, and it was telling her to wake up, wake up. The pea opened her eyes and saw Miggery Sow standing over her bed, a knife in one hand and a candle in the other. Mig, she said. Gore, said Mig softly. Say it, commanded Ruskiro. Mig closed her eyes and shouted her piece. If you does not want to get hurt, princess, you must come with me. Whatever for, said the princess in an annoyed tone. As I have noted before, the princess was not a person who was used to being told what to do. What are you talking about? Mig opened her eyes and shouted, You got to come with me, so after we take some lessons, you some long lessons and me some short ones together, way down in the deep downs, I can be you and you can be me. No, shouted Ruskiro from Mig's pocket. No, no, you are doing it wrong. Who said that? Your Highness, said Ruskiro, and he crawled out of Meg's pocket and made his way up her shoulder and situated himself there, laying his tail across her neck to balance himself. Your Highness, he said again, and he raised the spoon slowly off his head and smiled, displaying his mouth full of truly hideous teeth. I think it would be best if you do as Miggery Sow suggests. She is, as you can quite clearly see, in possession of a knife, a large knife, and she will, if pushed, use it. This is ridiculous, the princess said. You can't threaten me. I'm a princess. We, said Rescuro, are all too aware of the fact that you are. A knife, however, cares nothing for the fact that you are royal you are royalty, and you will bleed, I assume, just like any other human. The pea looked at Mig. Mig smiled. The knife glinted in the light of the candle. Mig, she said, her voice shaking the tiniest bit. I really do not think, said Ruskiro, that Mig would need such need much persuasion to use that knife, princess. She is a dangerous individual, easily led. But we are friends, said the pea, aren't we, Mig? Eh, said Mig. Trust me, said Ruskiro. You are not friends, and I think it would be best if you addressed all of your communications to me. Princess, I am the one in charge here. Look at me. The pea looked directly at the rat and at the spoon on his head. Her heart skipped one beat and then two. Do you know me, princess? No, she said, lowering her head. I didn't know you. But reader, she did know him. He was the rat who had fallen in her mother's soup, and he was wearing her dead mother's spoon on his head. The princess kept her head down. She concentrated on containing the, ra the rage that was leaping up inside of her. Look again, princess, or can you not bear to look? Does it pain your royal sensibilities to let your eyes rest on a rat? 
I don't know, she said, and I'm not afraid to look at you. The pea raised her hand slowly. Her eyes were defiant. She stared at the rat. Very well, said Rescuro. Have it your way. You do not know me. Nonetheless, you must do as I say, as my friend here has a knife. So get out of bed, princess. We are going on a little journey. I would like it if you dressed in your loveliest gown, the one that you were wearing at the banquet not so long ago. And put down, put on your crown, said Mig. Put that on your princess head. Yes, said Ruskiro. Please, princess, do not forget your crown. The pea, still staring at Ruskiro, pushed the covers back and got out of bed. Move quickly, said Ruskiro. We must take our little journey while it is still dark and while the rest of the castle sleeps. On. Ignorant, oh, so ignorant. I am afraid of your fate. The princess took a gown from her closet. Yes, said Ruskiro to himself. That is the one, the very one. Look at how it sparkles in the light. Lovely. I will need someone to do my buttons, said the princess as she stepped into the dress. Mig, you must help me. Little princess, said Ruskiro, do you think that you can outsmart a rat? Our dear Miggery Sow will not lay down her knife. Not even for a moment. Will you, Miggery Sow? Because that might ruin your chances of becoming a princess. Isn't that right? Gore, said Mig, that's right. And so while Mig held the knife pointed in the direction of the princess, the pea sat and let her rat crawl her back, crawl all crawl over her back during her buttons, doing her buttons, up for one, one by one. The princess held very still. The only moment she allowed herself was this. She licked her lips over and over again because she thought that she could taste there the sweet saltiness of the soup that her mother had fed her in her dream. I have not forgotten, Mama, she whispered. I have not forgotten you. I have not forgotten soup.